Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest feists to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. We'll start with your houndsman rendezvous, though. How was that? It was fun. It was pretty small this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we branded 20 dogs, okay. like freeze brands. Mm-hmm. And then we did some microchipping, um, you know, and really we just did like, you know, we cooked dinner one night. It was a lot of just sitting around, okay. you know, and, and talking. And that was probably the nice part because it wasn't uh wasn't a field trial you know there was yeah. no competition mm-hmm. there was no money really involved you, you know it was just yeah. a, a get together and we had a lot of guys come out on saturday okay. that came out for like the branding and mm-hmm. to hang out and see everybody and then they took off but you know we're hoping it just keeps growing year after year was it at the i same... would like oh go ahead was it at the same place like where all your field trials are held so the Fern Ridge Hound Club or Fern Ridge Tree Hound Club out of like Lebanon area, Lebanon, mm-hmm. Oregon, that's the parent club. Yeah. So they hold their field trials. It's at the Whole Oaks Lumber Yard in Monroe, Oregon, which is really easy to get to really like for guys that want to travel. Mm-hmm. It's right off of I-5. It's not too far out of the way and it's in a real pretty part of Oregon. Yeah. But it's this huge old lumber yard. And I, have you seen pictures? Yeah. I asked uh, somebody... Uh, you know, at one point that I'm friends with on Facebook, I don't even remember who it was because I know a couple guys that are members, but I was like, what is this, you know, place? Like the building looks pretty cool. I'm like, that what the huge heck? barn is yeah. awesome. It's all open. And- so, yeah, it's all open. So the bottom floor of the barn is open. There's nothing except like some, some runners for support. Yeah. But that's what I said, man, this gets big enough. We could bring a generator and a music box or a band or whatever. Like we could yeah. have a full blown barn dance. It's massive. Mm-hmm. But it was their old lumber mill. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's a big Christmas tree farm. It's a beautiful setting. It gets a great breeze, so it's, like, never too hot. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, I rolled up and rolled the bedroll out and slept on the ground and (laughs) kicked it old school for a weekend. It was a lot of fun. Well, it's also nice and shaded there, like, from everything I've seen. Oh, yeah, the tree. I mean, it's all old growth, what we're camping in. They're looking at, we might move it next year because it, I got together with the club, you know, Charlie, I know, you know, Charlie mm-hmm. Merrifield and Willard and Kurt Wilcox and, and all the guys at the Fern Ridge Club. And I just had the idea of like, let's do something that's not competition. Yeah. Let's not do something that like, there's a billion vendors at like an old school, you know, we had, we had grand plans of some other things like kids events and this and that, that will develop as it goes on. Oh yeah. It's hard starting out. Yeah. You know, and I think for the first year we had a pretty good turnout, mm-hmm. you know, um, I had a good buddy of mine show up, you know, he's in his eighties and he brought the whole family over and brought some pups and, and supported the club along with a lot of other club members. Good so deal. hopefully it keeps growing, man. I think, yeah. uh, as it goes on, we're going to start doing some fun, like, competitions and games. If any, I don't know if you've heard about, like, the old uh, Ironman races. Yeah. The Southern Oregon Field Trials we've talked about. Mm-hmm. But do some stuff, like, we were going to do some telemetry scavenger hunts and 
you know, maybe do some, some drag races. I've talked about getting a lure course machine and doing straight up bracket races for dogs. Yeah. Do like a drag race. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's cool to see a club that was really hurting for membership. Not all that long ago, even though membership's down, like they're still super, super active. That's awesome. Which is, it's really cool. And they're all about family. So it's always fun to do something. I don't know if you want to say this, but I'm just curious is like, what kind of membership do they have? I couldn't give you the the count. It's been years since I've actually even made a meeting. Gotcha. But I think the meeting turnout is, is probably a a room full to say it best. You know, it's well (laughs) in Oregon. We're pretty spread out. My, my local club, we have like eight to 10 members. So, Oh, yeah, I know the membership's bigger, but active, you know, there, there's actually a pretty good group of active people in That's that awesome. club that really make it happen. Mm-hmm. So they're just trying to keep everything going. Yeah. With our clubs here that are kind of fading, there's a few, you know, like Cascade Hound Club um, with Jim Palmer. They've got, you know, all the ones in Washington. We've got the Fern Ridge Club. So it's nice to see them still keeping things going. Yeah. Like you said, you're you're real spread out, so that makes it yeah. a lot harder. Yeah, I used to drive up to Fern Ridge every every meeting. I'd leave here back when I made my own hours, <laughs> and I'd just take off, you know, whatever yeah. time of day, and get up there for a meeting and go hunting with the guys afterwards. And how far is that for you? It's about three hours, three and a half. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's a little bit of a hike. <laughs> yeah, it's I five though, so you just kind of jump on there and drive. Mm-hmm. But you know that. That's just kind of home. That and the Southern Cascade Hound Association, you know, those are the places that Danny and I really went to early on, and it's always going to kind of be home. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, maybe someday it'll be big enough. You'll <laughs> you'll have a reason to come out here. Yep. Here I think I'm like, oh yeah, I've got a couple clubs within like an hour, and then beyond that, it's you know, I'm a couple hours. Here, your local club's three hours. <laughs> Yeah, locals three hours. You know, the the Southern Cascade Club, they're about an hour, okay. 45 minutes to an hour, but that one's not too horrible. Yeah, that's my club's about 45 from my house. The funny thing is just when I started, when I joined that club, I was about 45 minutes from three different clubs. I lived literally like smack dab in the middle. And oh, yeah. I've moved just far enough south that the other two are like 35 minutes now. So you're driving farther. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm closer to two separate clubs that I'm not a member of than the one I am, but it's just where I joined years ago. Join all three, man. And I'm the vice president. So, oh, you got suckered in. Well, like I said, you got eight members. I mean, yeah, everybody's got a job. <laughs> You've got four officers and then everyone's got to be on the board because, you know? Yep. So pretty much. There's, there's really nobody, like, there's nobody that can stand by and do nothing. Like, otherwise, you know, we wouldn't have a club. I learned that a long time ago. When there's no one to stand behind, people got to move. You know, you're better with a smaller, smaller crew sometimes and get it done. So we, we manage sometimes about the skin of our teeth, but we, we've managed. Yeah. Taxes are the biggest thing. Taxes kill us. Oh, yeah. Oh, because your club probably owns the yep. land, huh? We have a clubhouse and so, five acres. So how does that work? Because that's totally different to me. I'm not trying to hijack you here. No. But, like, those hunt clubs out there are way different. Like, ours are just, we pay money and get together with our buddies and and try to do something good for mm-hmm. our image and our sport. 
but you guys actually have like memberships and hunt clubs and well, like, that, how does that work? That's a little different. Like our club, we own five acres in a building. It's just a, a coon hunters club that we host UKC night hunts out of. I think what you're talking about, it's like clubs that have that rent or lease ground. Oh, like the big land leases, yeah. which gotcha. Um, you don't really see them here, which you're kind of talking about. You see more down further south, especially the deer dog clubs and stuff like that. Some, right. Some of the bear hunters and stuff, they, they lease timber company land. And so, and every one of those. So you guys got to pay property taxes and yeah. all that to keep the lights on. Yeah. Except we, five acres, not like about an acre of it's actually usable. And otherwise the rest of it's a little bit of a field and some woods. That's not usable. Oh, uh, no so. pond for races. Nope, unfortunately. It's the side of a mountain. <laughs> I wish we had more of that out here. Like, there's a good one down in California, the Galt races. Yeah. God, that's a, like, for me, that, that's a long drive, and usually it's so stinking hot. Mm-hmm. Just hauling a dog down there is bad enough. Yeah. You know, it's 110, 115 sometimes. See, that's crazy. It doesn't get that. Yeah, we're like, not used to that. We, we get humid, but we don't get that hot. Yeah, it's getting pretty warm here now. It's, uh, we'll put it this way. I went out and exercised dogs and they were dusting me out just running <laughs> down the road already, you know? So that's, that's always a good sign for summer. <laughs> it's been dry here. So it's just kind yeah. of rare. So well, let's get this sucker back somewhat on track. <laughs> so we got your- new stuff. That's your houndsman rendezvous. You had a you put a little clinic on, and that's kind of what we're gonna go over. Yeah, we didn't. I wouldn't call it a clinic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there was enough people to call it a clinic, but yeah, we definitely got to show this thing off. So there's some new gear out there, which is why we. Uh, if, and for the listeners, if you're that you don't recognize the voice here, it's Jason Doobie from W, a frequent podcast uh, visitor here. <laughs> so once or twice. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the third time on this so. one on mine and plus uh, plus all the ones we did yeah so yeah um so yeah the, the new garmin stuff yeah that new alpha 300 is pretty pretty killer man you like it yeah i mean like you know me i don't know how all your listeners do but like i don't get too hyped up and, mm-hmm. unless i know something works <laughs> but yeah out of the box it was such an improvement as far as the maps and the screen, like okay. being able to read it versus those 200s that everybody was hating. And even just the, the processors, you know, as far as map loading speeds and things getting hung up and glitching out. Like I've hunted with it a few times. I've, I've done some you know, extensive goofing off with it. I don't know what else <laughs> to call it here at the desk. And, yeah. You know, with the field trials and stuff like that. So, I can tell you, I'm yet to see anything that's going to hinder, you know, like a performance issue. It, it's always performed. And I did find a, a couple of little things that are being worked on, mm-hmm. but nothing that's going to be like, oh my God, I turned my dogs loose and now I lost them at a hundred yards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's those horror stories of just gear failing or early yeah. TT 15 X's, you know, like the, the water problems we had mm-hmm. this, this 300 has been been pretty solid and a pleasure to to use it didn't take a lot to learn it but it's got enough of a change to it that like they really put some thought into it for sure so 
like I'm still on the 100s, so, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that still are on a 100 or a 430 or something older. Oh, sure. Never, never upgraded it at 200. So, like, obviously they did themselves a favor. <laughs> I mean, really, I, that's being honest in my opinion. I mean, I'm speaking as myself, but yeah, the 300 is like a 200 with everything I hate about it fixed. Okay. You know, so like the learning curve, yeah, it was easier to go from a 200 to a 300 than let's say, you know, you might have to mess with it for a little bit to get comfortable. Yeah. But we're talking just mess around with it. You'll figure it out really quick. Gotcha. Where, you know, a lot of the guys that went from 100 to 200, I mean, I talked to a lot of them. They didn't like it. They didn't like the screen. They didn't like the colors. They didn't like the detail. They didn't like the slow maps. I mean, they had legitimate complaints about the thing Mm -hmm. that a lot of us had. So, you know, they made that jump and a lot of them went back. And those guys, I would say, you know, it's going to be a tough sell probably, you know, to convince those guys that they've done a lot better. (laughs) But I'm yet to throw it out the window. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it so far. And it's been a good system. I mean, there, there's a few things that I would probably point out if you want to get into like the features yeah. that the most stand out. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, obviously I don't have one, so I don't really know a ton about them. So, and I would imagine most listeners haven't, haven't gotten one either. So yeah, let's yeah. go through whatever features that you think are, are noteworthy. I think the, the biggest ones that guys are going to notice in the field is going to be what I just said about the map loading times, the display, you know, those are big things, but even the battery life, we're talking up to three times the battery life of an alpha 200. Okay. Because that was another one of my biggest frustrations is you go hunt and you know, I run at night, so I'm running backlights and I've got other things going on and a stopwatch, you know, in 12, 14 hours. I mean, I'm sweating battery. Okay. Where now it's, 55 hours of battery life, which oh, is, wow. you know, a huge improvement. Yeah. So that alone, I mean, that, that would sell me mm-hmm. as far as just being more reliable and having longer battery life. But, you know, the menus, even the operation, I would say if, if you don't consider yourself a techie person, it shouldn't necessarily scare you if you can run an iPhone or an Android. Yeah. They've, They've really made it similar to that in the drag and drop menus and yeah. being able to customize everything. So, I mean, to me, that's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Is it a necessity for me? No, like that's not my selling point yeah. personally, but it is, it's pretty handy, yeah. especially well, like you know, you they said, got added key bars and all kinds of stuff. Not everybody's tech savvy. Not everybody sits there and messes with their unit other than yeah. <laughs> when they're in the woods and trying to figure something out. And so being user-friendly is very helpful. Yeah, and there's still going to be those guys that it's just not right for them. Like, I'm not going to say it's right for everyone, but the hard part is the way things are going. You know, those Alpha 100s, they're they're getting discontinued. You know, those are going to be a thing of the past at some point. Mm -hmm. So do you jump now? Do you jump (laughs) later? What's going to happen in the next five years? You know, like, it's a constant game of Russian roulette it seems like but I would say compared to the 200 buyers that switched from an alpha 100 to a 200 
I don't think we're going to see a fraction of that in people that are upset with the three. Okay. It, it's just out of the box. It's been pretty, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. But again, battery life, that's a huge one for me. <laughs> I think the group share features. So like, you know, on your alpha 100, you can share a dog to another unit. Yeah. Either wirelessly or give them track and train codes. Yeah. Well, on the 200 and the 300, you have groups you can mm-hmm. place dogs into. So I can have all my callers. I can save all my buddies. Well, now you can take and share from a 300 to a 300 an entire group. That's so you're not moving one dog at a time. You're moving up to 20 at a time. Yeah. And for guys, you know, like I think of Wisconsin and Michigan and West Virginia, you know, the big bear hunting states. Yep. You, you know, guys are traveling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're coming from A to B to go hunt. Yeah. And they can share it all in one, one button press basically. So yeah, that's you hunt with one group handy. one day, uh, another group another day. And that way you can just, whoop, here, I got this, you know, these guys, mm-hmm. this guy's dogs, this guy's dogs. Yep. Enable and disable them. I mean, it, that makes it nice because you're not having to unload them and you know, yeah. repair the collars and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I think that's going to be a really big feature. I think that's going to be a real popular one. Now, like, so, like, honestly, for me, the whole reason I've stayed with the 100 is, A, it works, but uh, so don't necessarily need to fix something. Yeah, they're works. a great system. Um, a lot of the advantages I saw with the 200 and even with the 300 now, I, I see them more of an advantage for like a big game hunter. Like, is over there, somebody like coon or squirrel yeah, hunting? Like, is there is there an advantage for a coon or squirrel hunter? Like, obviously you said the maps, um, over the 200, but yeah, anything other than that that you see that would would be a good selling point for me as a coon hunter that. You know, I hunt one or two dogs at a time, so. Right. I mean, I think as far as the tool of tracking and training, they all do the same. Right? Okay. They're going to track and they're going to train. But advantages, I would say a key one that might stand out to guys hunting a lot of private properties mm-hmm. would be the, oh, what's the name of it? The Garmin Outdoor Plus Maps, okay. which you can subscribe to with your Alpha 300. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get all the map information you could want, you know? So that's, that's a new one for the 300. Well, since you've mentioned really? the outdoor plus, I, it was something I definitely wanted to touch on. Um, yeah. I'll sound like I'm dumb for a minute. <laughs> it's still new to me too. And obviously with every new piece of gear, um, there's always technical difficulties. And I, I know oh, yeah. outdoor plus has had some, some of those already. So is that, have you seen those been resolved or sounds like it's all resolved. Okay. At least that's, that's the word I got. I'm still in the process of getting mine squared away, but I had some issues with my Garmin accounts and emails not matching up. So I think my issue is, is unrelated. Gotcha. But I did talk with a couple of my buddies that work with Garmin and they said they got it all resolved. Okay. So going forward, it should be a, a 49.99 annual subscription. Mm-hmm. And you can download your, your bird's eye, your raw, what do they call them? Rap, rapster maps. Raster. Like I an old so. for, forest service looking map, like a paper map. Yeah. But you can zoom in and out. Um, you know, I, as far as coon hunting, that's the hard part for me because I don't live in that world. <laughs> like we did, 
coon hunting and I love coon hunting, but it's very different out yeah. here. You know, if somebody were to pair a 300 with a, a T20 though, like, you know, the track only that's yeah. going to be approved with UKC, AKC, all of them. Yeah. You know, you can use the new tracer lights, which okay. are, it sounds like only going to be accessible with 300 handheld. Gotcha. So you'll have multiple colors if you're hunting multiple dogs. Mm-hmm. I can see that being an advantage. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of nice having those lights and you can kind of see where your dogs are at. And mm-hmm. like you said, having different colors, you could easily, you know, throw, make one blue, one red. And then, right. And you can actually, without even looking at your handheld, you know, which dogs. Yeah, I'm looking wear. forward to it. I, I really want to get my 25s. I'm waiting like everybody else, but. <laughs> You know, it's nice because even on a two and a half second update, when your dogs are packed up and wadded up tight, you know, that update rate is, it is what it is. You know, it's going to lag. It's going to be there. You know, who's really up front when you can look out and see the colors. Yep. You know, it's pretty obvious who's out front. So I'm looking forward to getting to use that a bit. Yeah. And I mean, I'll piggyback on that. This is one that I haven't messed with a ton. I did a little bit. But there's new map overlays for speed and barking. Okay. So, like, you know, you have your dog alerts where Mm -hmm. if the dog barks over 20 barks a minute, you get a little buzz buzz and it tells you. Yeah. Well, now there's one for a speed threshold. So if I go through and I set that, I know if I set it for nine miles an hour and they go from trailing to jump, it's probably going to click that off. And it'll actually send me an alert. And it'll change the color of the map display. It'll give it a little different. It's like a spotted or a dashed trail in a okay. different color. Yeah. So you can see, oh, they jumped it right here is mm-hmm. where it jumped. That's Which, pretty cool. You know, that's nerding out stuff for some people. You know, I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Joe Blow, I know, buddy, he could care less about it. <laughs> he says, <laughs> but if you're excited, you know, wind on it. Because <laughs> it's, you know, for a night hunter. I'm looking at everything, yeah. you know, and I'm sure you guys are aware of that. Like if a dog is trailing and it's 400 yards from a road and you can see it's trailing at a couple miles an hour, that's a lot different than heading towards that road doing nine and a half miles an hour <laughs> jumped or more. Right. Yeah. So I think like those little pieces, it's, it's hard to put a price tag on it and say like, this is what makes it worth it. But the combination of everything is just Mm-hmm. Kind of all falls together. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, the coon hunting side, I mean, most of you guys are running one or two dogs. I'd say anybody running three dogs or less, mm-hmm. the learning curve's super short because you the way you can set up your training buttons and all of that, you can just simplify it. Okay. Yeah, that's honestly but, one thing I I've not liked about my one hundred is when you go to switch from one dog to the other, you know, and you got to scroll through all of them. And touch so, screen and you got alerts going off and yeah. And you're trying to get to, you know, I don't know. You're the third or fourth dog in your lineup. And yeah, you know, you got to scroll past everything else. And like you said, alerts are going off and it's like, you know, that dog's running a deer or something and you're trying to get to it quickly. And of course, Oh sure. <laughs> that's when it seems to always something's messing yeah, Cause up. you got to, Click to clear the message, and then you got to yep. click again. That's why the 200s, when they brought in those side control buttons, that I was super leery of at first. I didn't know how I would like it, but now mm-hmm. that I have it, hands down the way to go. Yeah. Because you can just scroll right through. Like, I keep my training pages, 
probably different than 90% of people out there. But I have all six of my dogs in there twice. Okay. One's on a tone, one's on a continuous. So I can hit that button up and down and just roll from one to the next. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of handy when you're hunting a pack of dogs for sure. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned something we didn't even, like I didn't even say. They rolled with the 300, they rolled out new collars. So mm-hmm. what's the benefits of these new collars besides the, the new lights that they added? different colors yeah it looks everything got slim slim down mm-hmm. you know the battery housing is more more like a mini okay i'd say in between a mini and a full size so they were trying to address the issue with the short dogs hitting their legs on the the battery cases gotcha and then there's also going to be an additional gps strap mm-hmm. that you can get in a mini size so that you can make that mini collar into a mini version they're not going to sell a mini version, but you can buy the additional GPS puck. Yeah. And you can change that yourself, which I think is the number one in my mind. Like that's the number one biggest improvement to a guy who's hard on equipment. Yeah. Because instead of having to send a caller in to refurbish it, every time you break a GPS strap or wire, you can just have one in your toolbox, literally in your truck and, and swap it on a tailgate. If you have to, Yeah, it's now a serviceable part. Yeah. I know somebody so that's definitely a big one. Multiple TT, TT15s that need to get sent in. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to do those before they shut them off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure I tell him. Man, we've been doing a lot of repairs lately. But, you know, most of them are that GPS wire. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a toss up. You know, they are, they are still a caller that's going to be a reliable unit. It's going to have better battery life than a regular 15. They don't have quite as much as the X. Okay. But, you know, then you could get into the additional batteries. I mean, we'll roll into that. You can do the extended life batteries and bump it up even more over an X. Mm -hmm. So it's like this build your own pizza of a collar now. (laughs) But I know we're all waiting on them. I'm waiting to get mine. I'm pretty excited. But. When do they come I know out? during the testing process, they've had really good success with them. Like awesome. they're, it should be a collar that, that we can feel very confident in. As always, you're going to have bugs. I mean, that's just how it is with new gear. There's going to be something that gets bound. Yeah. But I know when I was talking with buddy about it, I said, I need to buy some collars. Should I go with these or should I go with the X's? And he says, hands down, go with the 25s. Okay. So there's, longevity wise that's where i think the benefit's going to be as well they're going to be supported longer yeah we've got a new design you know with changeable pieces user serviceable i I just think going forward it's going to be the best option yeah but they've got they've got other new features too you know the dynamic update rate Mm -hmm. that i mean you can go down a rabbit hole on that to conserve even more battery life yeah there's well Explain Trace what that device. is just a little bit, you know, the dynamic up, update rate. So that's a pretty cool feature. It is. I'm excited to try it because I don't know, again, like with the speed overlays, I don't know how it's going to work real world and if it actually mm-hmm. is as cool as it sounds. But what it'll do is it will take your caller update rate and it's going to directly correlate that caller's movement and speed to what it's going to change the update rate to. Mm-hmm. 
So if a dog is, is let's say, trailing along real slow, it's going to give you an update rate, but it may be a, a five second or even a 10 second. Yeah. It's not going to be a two minute. You know, it, it still wants to know where that dog is, mm-hmm. but it's going to kind of raise and lower the update rates to match that dog's performance. So let's say we're trailing along. You've got your update rate set and those dogs jump and tree. Well, now you're clicking off the same signal in the same place every, let's say, two and a half seconds using battery life. So it's going to automatically kick that down after it sees it in the same location and realizes it's not moving. Yeah. It'll back that update rate off. So you'll only be sending every 10 or every 30 or up to the two minutes. Mm -hmm. So it'll save more battery life. And let's say that dog were to leave, it's going to sense movement and it's going to change that update rate back. So it, it's kind of like you're just feathering the clutch. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. it, it's going to constantly be looking at getting you the maximum performance with retaining the most battery. Level. Now, I don't know if you're going to know the answer to this since you don't have any real world experience with it, but say I'm in the mountains and I lose signal on a dog. What happens with that dynamic update rate? If you lose signal on the dog, what happens to the update rate? Yeah. Dog crosses over the mountain, and now I've got nothing. It's just a question mark. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it would stay at its current update rate until it gets a signal to change. Gotcha. But you know what? I I am going to probably get schooled by Buddy on that one, <laughs> and I'm going to have to look it up. I wouldn't quote me on it. Yeah. But I would assume that there's some kind of, like, I don't think it would default to, let's say, the two-minute update rate. Mm-hmm. Because it would have to pick one if it doesn't have a signal, right? Yeah. Is how I'm thinking it through. So I would assume it would have to stay at the update rate it was. But again, I don't know. Gotcha. I'm going to have to look into it. You're going to get me fired, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that's something that, like, when I bear hunt in West Virginia, a dog goes over the mountain, and it's not uncommon to lose signal with them. So yeah, I just know what that looked like as far as that update rate. Yeah, you know what? That's a good one, and I'm going to have to ask Buddy about it for sure because I don't know. That would be my yeah. best guess, but I've I've been known to not be the smartest guy in the room time or two. You know, if he wouldn't be you know, ditching us for a meeting with Garmin. You could answer that. Question. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad. I sent the team a message. I'm like, is buddy going to make this podcast? Cause he's been, you know, yeah. messing with it a lot and he knows it a lot better than I do, but they said, yeah, he's on the phone with Garmin right now. So I figured <laughs> he was probably busy. Yeah. I, I would assume so. But I think it'll be a cool feature. I don't know. Um, I'm one of those guys. I want to know where they're at all the time. I don't care how much battery it eats. Oh, so no, I agree. The other cool feature about the college is the, uh, how they automatically update with, uh, oh, yeah, Wi Fi. Yep. Yeah. That's a pretty cool feature. So now, well, you wouldn't know this cause you got an alpha 100, but like alpha 200 <laughs> on up, you can connect them to your wireless internet and they'll automatically update when yeah. there's an update available. So now these new 25 callers and T20s, they've gone to that where you can set them up with your Alpha 300 and get the Wi-Fi all set up and connected so that when you come home, you plug them in. Once they've been on a charger for, I believe it was 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. 
it'll start scanning for Wi-Fi and it'll pull its own update. So you don't even have to plug them in anymore to update them with a computer. My wife's not going to ha- be happy when I eventually upgrade because I have to bring some stinky dog collars in the house. Where usually yeah, right? I, I charge them out in my garage, which is away from the house, but I don't think it's going to be good enough to get the Wi-Fi signal out there. Yeah, you need to get one of those little boosters or something. Something. Otherwise, I'll be out there. But yeah, that's a, a really cool feature that's going to be nice. You know, because a lot of guys, it still amazes me. I'm guilty. I know you are. <laughs> like It amazes me how long guys will go without updating anything. Yeah. Or even know that you can, like, I still have people say, you can update a TT15. If it's if it's yeah, not it's broke, like, yes, don't fix it. Can. I hey, and I'm usually a big fan of that. Like I'm, I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise. It's working. But don't worry about it. A lot of them, you know, I would do these updates for guys at trials, or yeah. I'd go to meetings, and you know, we'd update their stuff once a year. Mm-hmm. Where now it's like every time you plug it in, yep. it's going to get an update if there's one available. Yeah, which might sound stupid to some people. You know, like why do we need the update? But there's a reason for updates. Especially right and now, that is, they're figuring things out. Yeah, you know, they, they take all, figure all of the repair tickets and all of the complaints and all of the glitches found. You know, that's most of it can be corrected with software. Mm-hmm. So they spend the time, the R&D, they get these problems fixed. Then they drop it in a new software version. And Joe Blow says, well, I'm not having any problems. I'm not going to update it. But he hasn't hit threshold xyz that triggers this to happen (laughs) yep and then all of a sudden you've got a problem and a caller that needs rebuilt or you know who knows what happens you get a dog it shuts off you know it glitches out where if you were proactive about it and do the update it took away the ability for xyz to cause abc you know what i mean yep so yes i completely get great feature (laughs) great feature for guys like men yep and me, honestly. Honestly, I didn't realize the whole updating stuff until a couple of years ago. Uh, a friend of mine used to work for a, a dog supply company and used to do the same kind of thing you do as answering phone calls of, how does this thing work? And, and why? Oh, really? What, what, what's going on here? And he, he's the one that was like, yeah, you should be updating all your stuff. I'm like, hmm, didn't know hmm, that. Didn't even know. <laughs> so I was yeah. guilty of that up until about. I don't know, six, seven years ago, something like that, when I started on uh, them. You're not alone, man. Trust me. There, there's a million. So he updated my stuff then, and I also don't remember if I've ever updated anything since. See? Well, because some of this Garmin stuff isn't very, doesn't like Macs, and I have a Mac. Right. Oh, yeah, you're one of them guys. So that was my other problem. So even though I know about it, <laughs> I have to, like, go out of my way to find a different computer. Right. And that's that's not an uncommon thing with a lot of our customers too. They have Macs, so. Mm-hmm. But now going forward, even plugging them in, they they're going to be compatible with Mac. If you do have to update the twenty fives, I believe. Oh, Garmin finally yeah. figured out that you know a lot of people like Apple computers. <laughs> I think they did. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, really, like the callers, it's. I mean, you could dissect it all down, but most of it, it's it's the same tools that we've all came to love. Yeah. It's just a, a different packaging, more user-friendly. I mean, really, I think it's going to be something that's here to stick around for a while. Yeah. You know, this has been geared to be a long-term product, mm-hmm. which is always nice. 
Yeah. I mean, nobody likes buying new gear every couple of years. So hopefully this one lasts a while. Your podcast, you and Buddy, launched. What day did this all come out? Oh, it's been a couple of weeks now. I don't know. Whenever it came out, a couple weeks ago. Two, a week ago, or it'll be two weeks ago today, I think. Yeah. So by the time this comes out, you know, almost three weeks ago. Yeah. So you and Buddy kind of really talked about the roadmap and, and kind of how the 200 and the, the 15X were, the were not really necessarily planned. It was just a solution to a problem, like a supply chain COVID right. problems that kind of, they weren't really anticipating. Right. So. Where these are the callers that were, I mean, these were planned. This mm-hmm. was the baby. Yeah. The other one was keeping us from going a year without anything to hunt our dogs with. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's been a lot of research put into them and a lot of effort. Good deal. Glad to hear it because, uh, like I said, eventually I'm going to have to up- upgrade. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of glad that I, you know, looking back that I did skip that 200 now. Oh, I'm honest with you. You're probably glad you did because, unfortunately, I do feel like that the 200 left a bad enough taste in some people's mouths mm-hmm. that they're not even going to think about it. Yeah. Stick with 100, which, like I said, whatever. That, that's totally fine. I've still got one too. It kicks around in the truck. But I would. I would also say at the same time, if I can give a little uh, relief, it, it's nowhere near as frustrating. Yeah. I mean, God dang, it, I'm serious. It's like they took something that was it could have been a great tool, and they just fixed everything that I didn't like with it. Yeah. You know, had this came out a year ago when the 200s did, I don't see, you know, them doing anything better. Like, yeah. like you said, it was just a solution to a problem where now we're kind of back on track and we're getting the products that, that are going to be the bread and butter in the dog tracking and training world. Yeah. Cause at this point, I mean, I'm sure you hear it. You, you've hunted with dog stuff too, right? I've never messed with one. I've hunted with some guys that have it and talked to some people that have it and they like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never personally messed with one. I mean, I've messed around with them a little bit, and, and they're a decent system too. But you know, the the cell phone app compatibility and everything now, Garmin is now answered to that. You know, with the Explorer app and being mm-hmm. all able to connect. So I mean, really, it's they're kind of solidifying their place in my mind. You know, it's the best of both worlds. They're going to get the apps. Mm-hmm. They've got their you know map subscriptions. They kind of took everything that came from here and there and all over, and now it's all in one unit. Now, going back to the map thing, and you said about the subscription, and obviously most people would kind of relate that to like an Onyx subscription. Would be, yeah. Um, is that the entire country? Or is that a state? Yes. Okay. Nope, entire country. Well, that's nice, because I know Onyx is, I mean, you can pay the $100 for the, the entire country where it's like, 30 bucks a state or whatever yep yeah this was their answer to that i think Mm -hmm. you know and now you can just download wherever you want so especially guys out east if you're hunting multiple states Mm -hmm. you don't want to be buying a 90 dollar map chip for every state yeah so that's that's a really good option for them yeah and same with bird's eye downloads you know you can still download bird's eye to them so it's it's a lot more user or i'm Let's say easier on the pocketbook. 
I think yeah. if you go that route for guys that are doing a lot of traveling. Yeah. Now, does the mapping have owner, uh, landowner information? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. It's literally, I mean, as I started digging into it, there's more maps than I would know what to do with available. So basically, it's obviously not Onyx, but... It, yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> but it's basically... It's Garmin's, it's a, it's Garmin's uh, response to that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's it's just more options as far as getting more maps. And I think that that was a big reason was these guys wanting to download multiple states. Yeah. Where instead of, nobody wants to break that down state by state. I mean, really, like, get Onyx does it and it's revenue, but come on. You pay 50 bucks and you're getting the whole country. I mean, to me, that's that's a pretty decent deal. Yeah, I hunt multiple states. I live literally on the on the line of two different states, so... You know, it doesn't make sense for me to, you know, right. pay 30 bucks for one state. Like, I need the whole country. Because after a couple of states, you know, it just adds up. So, sure. So and, you know, it'll work chips. with your phone too. You know, it's all, it's all going to be part of like this Garmin ecosystem, the link between your handheld and your mm-hmm. phone. And now, there's a lot to it. Question for you. So, in your podcast, you mentioned that with outdoor plus maps that it's not going to be if you buy multiple handhelds like you're gonna it's only going to work with one handheld and your phone right? i remember but he's saying that yep i, I don't know i'm kind of confused like so say i have two handhelds in my phone you know i want to have all three of them kind of tied together how is that possible i is believe it? it would be another subscriptions you're not going to connect two handhelds to one mobile device gotcha you know so like let's say i have mine attached to my phone like mm-hmm. i mean that's from this weekend i could have another unit attached to a tablet if i wanted to use that as a drive track you yeah. know but i believe it's all just one handheld and one one phone gotcha Kind of like a drive track. You know, you hook to a drive track. Nothing else hooks to it. It's mm-hmm. just yours until you disable it and you repair. So, I don't know. I think floating them back and forth, there's probably something there where it recognizes serial numbers. So, yeah. you can't, like, bootleg it. I'm sure that there's something written in there. Oh, yeah. It's... I would think it'd be two subscription fees. Gotcha. We're going to have to fact check this, though, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's still so much out there that uh, I don't think is even really answered from Garmin, you know, just because it's all so new. Yeah, yeah that's the truth. They haven't sent you out the, the, the sheets on uh, the cheat sheets. Of, here, here's your answers to your commonly asked, <laughs> frequently asked questions here. It's so funny because you think about that and it's like my frequently asked questions are way different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they they would not even know what your frequently asked questions are. Oh, no way. No, someday I'm going to write a book. <laughs> when I'm older and tired, I'll write a book. I look this, forward to it. The phone saga. That will probably be a very interesting book. I can only imagine. No kidding. <laughs> so, well, that's uh, about all the Garmin stuff that I uh, I really have questions on. I don't. Without it in my hand, it's hard to really dig too much. Um, I'm I'm definitely excited to eventually 
get one and get to mess with get one. mess with one with it because uh, like I said, I do. That is definitely something I want to do in the next year or so. Is probably upgrade because my Alpha 100 has a little line across the screen. It's not bad enough yet, but it's it's only yeah, a matter of time. I like that you use the keyword yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dumb. I realize it's going to get worse. Yeah, you just hope and pray it doesn't happen at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So yeah, it's you'll be happy when you do it. Mm-hmm. Like I know it hurts a little bit at first, but you'll be happy with it. I, I will almost guarantee it. I was looking forward to the 200. Um, so if you're saying this is just a 200 on steroids, then I'm sure I will be. Yeah. So, no, you will be for sure. Obviously, everybody. Well, if you're uh, looking for a, to upgrade, <laughs> DU Supply is your place to go. Give us a call. And while yeah, you can visit us at www.dusupply.com. <laughs> and while you're there, call. you can go buy yourself a Tree Talking Time shirt. Heck yeah, man. Those things are cool. Yeah. I, just I like the design on them. A couple. Simple. More. Well, obviously, you took my order. I just got a couple more. Yeah, Ben had to order his own shirts because yep. you guys aren't buying enough of them. You should probably work on that. <laughs> well, I needed a couple for when I went, went away. I was like, I need to be repping my, my own stuff here. Yeah, right. You better be. Did that heat transfers work for you? Were you able to get them to apply? Yeah. yeah. Just had to bump the heat a little bit. Yeah. My heat had, we were at like 315 or something, which wasn't hot enough. Yeah. So. No, they're cool shirts. And everybody listening, you should just support Ben. Really, like what he's got going on here is really cool. I appreciate all the support from you and W. And I mean, when I say you, I mean, personally, you've been very supportive. <laughs> so oh, no problem, man. Like I said, I'm glad to do it. I wish I was smarter sometimes. <laughs> I'll see if I still have a job in the morning when Buddy hears this and has to correct me on something. <laughs> he ain't going to listen to this. <laughs> he doesn't listen to mine usually. <laughs> he doesn't listen to podcasts unless he has to. Oh man! So because we've done like three hundred freaking episodes, man. Yeah, (laughs) we're. I think. Well, I don't know for that far in. How far are we? Two ninety four tomorrow will be not counting bonus episodes. So I mean, we're probably over three hundred by far. But what's a what's a bonus episode? Oh, early on, we before we went to two days a week, we started throwing kind of an extra one every month as a bonus episode. Gotcha. But we didn't want to commit. You know, <laughs> and then we were three days a week, and now yeah. we're two days, and it's sometimes yep. two is tough. Luckily, Steve, man, that guy is he's, he's a, a rock star, like, right? I mean, Cranks dude is like killing it. He's got great episodes. Wow. I know the one that's coming out Monday, so that'll be before after this will launch afterwards, right? Yeah. This isn't going to go until Tuesday. I know he, it's a really good one. When he calls me and he says, Jay, you, if you get time, listen to this one. You'll really like it. Well, like, he, he, he's never he put wrong. his teaser out. It's uh, with John and Randy and uh, guy that handled Triple S. Yeah, guy that handled that. Yeah. Dog I've dog. been listening to it in between calls today, man. It's going to be a good one. But you know, thank God Steve's, Steve's around. He's an animal yeah. just cranking him out. He, he yep. got me two, I think two this week. Yeah. We, see, we all got to plan our vacations and time off because we got to get podcast episodes ready. Yep. Start buddies. You know, when hunt season rolls around, I told them we got to get a, a backlog of stuff stored. <laughs> and Yeah. 
but yeah, man, no, we it. appreciate you supporting us too. I, anytime we can be on and help out or your listeners, we're happy to. I appreciate it. You bet. Go buy Ben's shirt, everybody. <laughs> like I'll be his free sales guy today. Yeah. It's for a good cause. Yeah. The Ben cause, right? Exactly. Keep this train rolling. Keep, you know, the podcasts aren't actually free. No, they're just free for people listening. They're not yeah. free to the people putting them out. Exactly. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber. <laughs>